Good afternoon, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Welcome to something different, something new, something same, something us. UTR presents Bad Blood. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. It's I, your boy, Bites Down Boogie. And <laughs> with this podcast, we're going to be going over um the new tv series Anne rice's interview with a vampire now vampire vampirism or vampire whatever you want to call it is something that you know part of the horror genre and it's something that my co-host knows a lot about ladies and gentlemen you know him as the man behind the boards give it up for my man clanging and fanging (laughs) (laughs) what's going on folks uh yeah uh we were talking about other vampire stuff earlier this year. I think I talked about 30 days a night. Yeah. That's a big fan of that. Yeah. Big fan of that movie. Big fan of that movie. I'm a fan of vampire movies. Over. I'm a fan of vampires overall. Like, don't get me wrong, but good werewolf is cool and stuff like that. But like I said, man, I'm not down with having my bones break every single time I need to turn into what I need to do. All right. Right. <laughs> I'm down with that. You like one day of sickness, and all of a sudden you can like you can hear colors and see sound. Right, like I'm you know, good with like... that. I'm moving at the fast. Like I'm forever rich because there's never a broke vampire. If you're a broke vampire, then then just walk into the sun. Yeah, you're doing something wrong. You're, you're, failing. <laughs> okay. you're failing on a couple different fronts. If you if you're not. <laughs> The richest motherfucker in your town, <laughs> right? Owning some estate somewhere that no one is allowed to go on. If that's not happening in your life, then you're doing something terrible as a, as a vampire. Just, just, just wait for eight a.m. and walk into the sun. All right, well, Strahd the vampire. He uh, he lives on the street and begs for change. Like, what the fuck happened to Strahd? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean he begs? What do you mean he begs for? He's a vampire, <laughs> right? Like. Is this guy serious right now? Like, <laughs> who's his maker? <laughs> you let this you know shit go down. You know his maker's pissed, like that motherfucker. I, mm-hmm. I now look bad because of you. Like, yeah. <laughs> Everyone else in the coven is good, but you, but you. But yeah, I've always been a fan of vampire stuff. Um, I'm a big fan of the Underworld series. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, um. Dust Till Dawn from Dust Till Dawn is one of my all-time favorite movies. Oh, I fantastic! Oh, like I love, I love everything about that movie, mm-hmm. from the comedy aspect to the the, the film directorial aspect, everything. But to uh, what's her name, the Queen of Amp- Who to uh, to Salma? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Oh, my God. Yeah. Right. And then we're, Let- we're talking about. Uh, Queen of the Dam the other day, which is a, a continuation of this story. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was another great movie. So, like, we, us, two of us here, we're, we're pretty big vampire geeks. Pretty much. Uh, so, <laughs> when, this got, when this got announced, we both were like, hmm, okay. All because right, you know what? Give it a try, because I'm a fan of the actual old, I'm a fan of the movie that came out in the 90s, you know, um, the one with Brad Pitt, as Louis, you had Tom Cruise as Lestat, you had Kirsten Dunst as Claudia, you know, you had Antonio Banderas. I, I forgot what Antonio Banderas' name was in that. 
I want to say Antonio. <laughs> I want to say Antonio or something like that. So, you know, you had an all-star cast at the time of what was considered the 90s pretty boys, of the prettiest men on earth at the time, you know. And with this one... Started with an A, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it was... It might have been Antonio, it might have been something else, but I know it started with an A. Uh, right. It, it, it definitely started with an A. It might have been Antonio. He might have been like, I ain't changing my name. Especially what you're going to call me. <laughs> right, especially with them terrible-ass wigs you got me wearing. <laughs> <laughs> Antonio Banderas had the worst wig ever in that goddamn movie. It was... That was a Tyler Perry special before we knew what it was. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that was a Tyler Berry special before we knew what it was. But so it's this TV show, Armand. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And thank you for joining us, Armand. I knew it was something with an A. He was like, no, I ain't I ain't veering off too far from my from my normal. So, <laughs> so with the TV show, we're basing it off of the movie and the book series. The books are amazing as well, if you do get a chance to read those. Um, there's a, quite a few in the series with, as far as the um, start, and you keep going, blah, blah, blah. But we're starting off with the first one, I guess. Interview with the Vampire. Interview with the Vampire is about Louis. Louis de la Pont. Look who decided to show up. <laughs> yeah, talking about yesterday. We'll get to it. We'll get to <laughs> it. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. So, look who decided. I'm like, oh, T, now you just took me off. We're talking the stories about Louis DePont. Louis is, in the movie, Louis is Brad Pitt, a white man. <laughs> in the TV show, Louis is. If you watch Game of Thrones, my man Grey Worm, a black dude. So when I first saw the image of um in the um trailer for it, it threw me off a little bit. And I was talking to Mongo and I was like, I wonder how they're gonna play this off because in the movie, Louis owned a plantation and the slaves kind of like revolted and burned him down. And then that's when he revealed to them that you know he says he's the devil and stuff like that because he wants up eating one of the slaves. So me and Margo both were like, I wonder how this is going to play out. Well, what they did was they turned Louis from the slave man into Louis Pimp Daddy. They turned Louis into they turned Louis into the man with his hands in everything in this little strip where there's everything going on. I'm talking gambling. I'm talking whorehouses. I'm talking diners. I'm talking uh, bars. There, there's everything going on on this strip, and Louis is the man behind the master plan. You man, everybody else is walking, and Louis's the only person with a whip down the street collecting money from people. <laughs> okay, your man Louis. First, first is, scene is, we see him that uh, <laughs> in that flashback is him pulling up. Right. Where's my money? <laughs> first, the first thing we see. Now, the story. Now, what's going on during the premise of this story is it's now current modern day time, 2022. And he is now living in Dubai because, as we said, if you're not a rich fucking vampire, you're doing something wrong. 
<laughs> Louis is super fucking rich, living in like the, the the highest, classiest hotel in Dubai. He has a human servant who helps him out. Okay, so and he's having an interview with a news reporter. Now, this isn't their first encounter with each other. They had an encounter where they had an interview going on back in 1977, but this time Louis is redoing the interview from a different perspective, giving more details of his encounter. The thing with Louis is Louis is a vampire. He acknowledges he's a vampire. But Louis has an internal struggle because Louis cannot let go of being human. And we'll see how that plays off later on into the story and what's going on with that. <clears throat> now, so the whole premise of the show is Louis giving an interview, re recounting his life and things of that nature. And you get these flashbacks. And like Mongo said, the first, first scene we get of a flashback, Louis pulling up on the block in, in a brand new <laughs> T-model. Brand new T model drop top. Louis pulling up like, hey, 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 beep, beep. Where that, where that money at? <laughs> Louis, Louis is sugar. Ray, um, Richard Pryor from fucking um Harlem Nights. <laughs> okay, he got the gambling spot. He got the booze spot. He got the hoes because the hoes is paying, paying him too. He he's walking up, pulling up. Pulling up to the different um, saloons on the block, pulling, getting money from them. Louis has this on lock. Louis is also a very big family man. And in this scene, as he's pulling up on the block, we see a certain gentleman who is preaching God and trying to get everyone to turn away from everything that they're doing on this one particular block. This particular block is like 42nd Street back in like the, 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 eight, the 80s and 90s, okay? It's like the red light district in Amsterdam, this particular block. And you got this one guy with a Bible in his hand trying to get people to change what they're doing. Come to find out, that's Louis' brother. Louis, of course, doesn't want to hurt his brother. But... His brother takes his his brother lays a good little jab on him though. <laughs> after after, pre, after preaching to to, to one of uh, Louis's uh, whores, <laughs> which she's like, "We're not doing this again. We're not doing this again." No, like how often does he walk up to the same woman? <laughs> Be like, you ain't got to sell your pussy like that. You ain't got to do it. You can serve the Lord instead. Like I've been telling you. The past six months. I'm making money. <laughs> so Louis' brother gives him a quick jab. Louis has to keep face because he's the man on the block. Pulls a knife on his brother. Tells him to go home. During this time when the interaction is happening, you see a mysterious tall blonde white male watching Louis from afar. This we find out is Lestat. Now, <clears throat> one thing, I since this show is on AMC, I, I haven't watched a lot of AMC shows, so I asked Mongo, 
when I saw the credit, would I be seeing anything? Because the credit said brief nudity, foul language, and I said brief nudity. This is regular television. The hell it me? Mongo, what's going on? Mongo tells me, oh, you know, it's like semi-cable. It ain't going to be nothing big. You're not going to see any dicks or nothing. You're not going to see any dinglings or nothing like that. Like, you might catch a quick flash of a butt cheek. And I'm like, okay, cool. Louis goes into his favorite whorehouse to go see Miss Lily, his favorite hoe. And I'm looking at nipple. I said, Mondo, you a fucking liar. <laughs> In my defense, it's been a while since I watched AMC TV. I kinda, I dropped off uh, Walking Dead years ago. You know, last time I was like really into it was like, when Breaking Bad was on. That's a long time ago. So, you know. All right. Uh, and I, my bad. I said, Mongo, you a fucking liar, yo. I'm looking at a damn titty right now. And he's like, yeah, okay, whatever. Mongo watched the shows a couple of days after me. Mongo was like, holy shit, you weren't lying. He also said, holy shit, I wasn't lying because of something I'm about to get into. Now, I told you that Louis is pretty much the man behind the scenes. Louis has, Louis is one of the few, during this time, this is during the prohibition time and this when black people pretty much have no rights. Okay, they're still being called boy. They're still shining shoes. No, 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 no. Oh. Don't worry, man. Don't worry. <clears throat> Don't worry. Yeah. Don't worry. Okay. Don't worry. I ain't finished. Uh, yeah. I ain't um, finished. But it, like you were saying, uh, he walks into this house and he finds one of this like, more higher up person of the city um, bleeding out of his head. Because mm-hmm. he got bust in the head for trying to put trying to put it in um. <laughs> the sick girl's booty hole. She said, "You don't yeah, just no, go they, in they, without." They don't want to they get around that. She just flat out said, "He tried to put it in my ass." Right. <laughs> she oh. said, he tried to put it in my ass. Said I might have let her, but don't just going in there without asking nobody. She don't crack the man in the head with a bottle. I bet so she also this... said that she uh, she gave him her leftovers, which is like, like what? And then uh, Louis pulls back the sheet, and I don't know what he saw. But uh, <laughs> basically, with him putting it, basically, he threw it in her ass and she shit it on his dick, <laughs> and then cracked him in the skull. Right. She gave him the double whammy. This is ten minutes in, and I'm like, oh shit! All right, this is gonna be a little different. <laughs> All right, I'm like, <laughs> it's gonna be a little different. This is definitely uh not what I'm used to, but we're gonna we're gonna try this. We're gonna try this out. This is this is all right now. So yeah. This um city official, so Louis being the man that he is, tells him to go get the doctor, tells him to uh stitch him up, keep things quiet, however it may be. During this time I'm gonna try to like help clean him up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> man does not take kindly to it. Right, you get your hand off me, but watch, watch that boy, watch that boy talk, watch that I boy talk. I, I don't, I don't, I don't think he said boy. <laughs> he said something else. Yeah, he <laughs> yeah, called him a craven. Well, he said you better be careful before. Uh, something about before his hospitality changes into something. Like I can't remember exactly how he said it. 
It was a good threat. Louie has a lot of good threats in this series, which we'll get Louis, into. Louis Louis is a threat. Okay. Louis is a threat. Now, during this time, like we said, um, Louis is going door to door collecting payments and stuff like that. And Louis decides he wants to go see his favorite his favorite whore. During the time of him going to see No, you ain't getting my man kicked off a of fucking No. <laughs> I'm good. I'm cool. I'm all right. I'm good. What's going? So during this time, the stat pulls up because usually the stat is the big roller. So he usually gets Miss Lily, and no matter who has Miss Lily, he usually has more money than them. So he's always going to end up with Miss Lily. Well, guess what, Louie? The stat, the stat, whatever his fuck is. <laughs> <laughs> you man something like that fast. Nobody can understand that shit. He said, Mother me, my sad I'm like, oh. So this is why they say vampires blah 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 blah. blah. Let's stat the lion court. I think it's <laughs> But the way he says it, because he has that accent, he it does sound <laughs> it is the stat that line core. But, but it's the, the way, way he says, says it. He said the stat the 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 It's like what? <laughs> this is why they think vampires go blah 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 blah. Because of you, <laughs> yeah. not Because of you. The stat the definitely Fang's got no way to the tongue. What you call it? So the stat is a Frenchman with tons of money. Okay, and he is blatantly, blatantly flaunting that he is going to have Lily in front of Louie. Pretty much throwing down more money. He threw down like a stack. And uh, Louie throws back another stack. And the stack's like, all right, takes off a ring, places on the table. Then looks at him and says, "Game over. Game over." He's openly rubbing on Lily, flirting with Lily directly in front of the stat. And at this time, he puts a spell on the stat too, but the stat really can't move, so he has to just sit there and watch it. And Louis is talking to um, uh, God, what's that? Uh, guys, uh, Daniel Malloy. Yes. Uh, in present time, he's talk, talking about. I, I, in that moment, I wanted to take out my knife and slice this man's neck open. But for, for for whatever reason, I just could not move. I was just seething in anger. I could not move. And then he also really said he was move. in. He was had a little spell put up, but he was also in admiration of the mm-hmm. stat. See, we find out later on. There's a little secret about Louis that we find out later on. Louis, for some odd reason, is finding himself hating this man and yet having an attraction to this man at the same time. And he can't put his finger on it to understand what's going on. Well, like I said, he's gotten he got the whammy put on him. <clears throat> All right. So Louis is pretty much enthralled with this man. Now, 
Louis also is very big with his family, who is very big into church. You could tell by his mother, who's played by Radon Chong. Um, you know, she has them going to church and stuff like that. His she's brother, the way. She's, she's fantastic in this role. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Justin. We love you. <laughs> Thank you, Jay Boogie. Just, we appreciate it. Justin just looks in the mirror like, what up, fuck me? I fuck me. <laughs> I'd fuck me so <laughs> hard. Me. That's, that's, <laughs> Justin in his house with the lipstick. <laughs> that's Justin, boy. <clears throat> Louis is very big into his family. And his sister is getting engaged. And... <laughs> Louis's brother does not fuck with the fiance. He is not feeling my man, yo. Hates him. <laughs> he is not. First off, everybody thinks Louis's brother is um on the spectrum. He is, but he has very clear moments. And his clearest moment is his hate for this fiance. <laughs> He's using, he's using everything he has to hate this dude for no reason, <laughs> really. I mean, like, the, the dude seems fine. I don't think we've ever seen a reason. Right, like, everybody seems like... Anytime like, you see this guy on this show, he just seems like a regular dude. Hey, like, he's trying to just protect his family, do what's best for his family and everything like that. He ain't, he ain't doing much. But the brother, brother hates him. Hates him so it's, it's, it's Jimmy... It's giving J, um, Jay and Sammy vibes. Okay, that's exactly what it's giving. It's giving James Sammy vibes, all right? If you hear from the wrestling podcast, yeah, that's a great example. <laughs> so, your man, your man calls right on Charm Mom. Louis' brother said, that ain't your mama. <laughs> like, he just played it simple, just like, not with it. Oh, oh Paul just can't get over it. This this, uh, this can't get over it. Now, during this time, they're getting they're about to get married and everything. So, yeah, that really is you for no reason whatsoever. It's like but, it's like start shit, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, <coughs> right. Hit him with the show, never be your side. Like, whatever, like I said, people think Paul is on the spectrum, and he is. But that, his moments of clarity is for hate. <laughs> okay. He's a, full blown, he's a full-blown hater and nothing else. Right. If, if, they, if you look up the definition of hate, it's Paul sitting there like. <laughs> now, like I said. Louis also has his hand in everything what's everything that's going around. So Louis also, because of that, gets invited to the secret card games where the people who are the, the movers and the shakers of the town get to go to. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to get you. That's going to get that's going to someone's going to swipe right on you for sure. <laughs> right, for damn sure. for damn so, sure. 
Louis gets invited to the card games because of who he is and what he has done for these people in high places behind closed doors. So we you know, see that. What's this fucking town? Storyville? Yeah. Storyville, yeah. Okay. So he, in this particular card game, you see that um, politician who got busted in the head there. You see another couple of movers and shakers, and you also see, I believe, the like the police chief and stuff like that. You see everybody who is important at this car name and Louie. Mm-hmm. So you know just from that at the time, like we said, this is still a very racist time. You know, they they treat Louie with respect, but it's but sarcastic it's, respect. They, like uh, I think in this scene they make an offer to him that he knows is like below him, right? But because of the situation and the time, he's like, mm. he's like, mm. appreciate, appreciate the offer. Mm-hmm. I think mighty mighty fine offer for you, mighty fine offer from, and you know he he says sir to them, mm-hmm. you know he says sir to them, but at this particular poker game, guess who shows up? Oh, oh. Lestat. Okay. And during this time during the poker game, the stat reveals something to Louis. He starts talking to him in his mind. He starts talking to the stat in his mind. <clears throat> um to Louis in his mind. You know that you know they you know they're belittling you. You know they think less of you because of your color. Why are you taking this deal? You are so much more than this. And then he does something that is, is I love that anytime I read or watch vampire stuff, this is one of my favorite things that ever happens. He freezes time. Like, time doesn't mm-hmm. slow down. It stops. Towards just Louis and Lestat being able to look around and move and talk. Lestat takes a card from one of the other guy's hands. Hands it over. Swap it back. Gave Louis the good, the good four house. Took Louis all their money. <laughs> Louis went home a win win them win a chicken dinner. <laughs> and this they were not happy. They were not, and this is something apparently keeps going on. I don't think Lestat's at every car game going forward, but I think this kind of shows that like Louis was not seriously playing cards with him. Mm-hmm. But now that he starts to get a bit of a different mindset, uh, there's a point where they say, oh, we, we liked it better when you let us win. Win, Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Lestat is, little to Louis' knowledge, Lestat is pretty much courting him. Courting him and preying on him. He damn sure was. No. <laughs> he damn sure was. But you know what? <clears throat> Here's the thing. He was too cool about it, but at the same time, when you run in every kind of whorehouse and every kind of bar and saloon, you done seen a lot of shit. All right? Think about it. You just walked in on a politician with a shitty dick and with, that's bleeding because he tried to stick it in a hoe's ass without her permission. <laughs> 
Yeah, but also, I mean, time literally stopped. Like, I would have, I'd have peed a little bit. Just like a little, just a. First of all, first of all, the fact that nobody is finding anything weird about the Stott's eyes. He's not not walking around with fucking shades on like Louie has to later on. Yeah, Louis and he, Louis. The second he his eyes change, Louis is always wearing sunglasses. Right. He he he's not like Louis. So as soon as my first time I seen my man, I'd have been like, mm, "You are bino? Mm-hmm. No? <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Something wrong with him. Next. So I wouldn't even made it to the stop to the uh the telepathy and the time stopping. I wouldn't have made it to that. Cause that'd have been a little too freaky for me, and then the fact that you didn't took my you didn't took my favorite hole. Oh nah, I wouldn't have, we wouldn't have made it to that point. <clears throat> Cause I bust you in the head with a bottle as soon as I became unfrozen when you walked away with my lily. <laughs> right, so you that you that ate me immediately, cause you wouldn't have liked me. But you would have got a shot in. That was what you're saying. You would have got a shot. I'd have got one shot in. I'd have got yeah. I'd have got a shot in. It wouldn't have been a good one. Right, it wouldn't have been a good one. I'd have, I'd have been turned into a damn drumstick afterwards. But you know what? Fuck it. You ain't just gonna disrespect me like that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was gonna be disrespectful. He would he would have done to you what Claudia did to, to old boy. <laughs> oh my god. So <laughs> now, folks, I just want to know right now if you are watching the series, they're up to they're four. four Four episodes in, so we're gonna try to condense four episodes in real quick for this ep- for this um, episode for y'all. Now <clears throat> we get to the part where the stat finally is in his final seduction of Louis. He has Miss Lily there. Yeah. He has Lily there. It's Miss Lily Lestat. And they sitting there drinking, and Lestat once again puts a little whammy jammy on uh, Louis, so Louis can't move, and he's pretty much watching Lestat turn Miss Lily on. Now, going back to this question, <laughs> going back to this question, <laughs> are you ready? Going back to this question and this question. Now, remember, I asked Mongo, what was I going to see on here? I wasn't expecting much. You know, the stat finally gets himself some Louis. And when I say gets himself some Louis, I mean gets himself some Louis. I don't know what happens to Miss I guess Miss Louis, like, he makes her pass out or something. Yeah, he, like, puts, he, he puts her in the spell and, yeah, and puts her to sleep. Gets himself some Louis. And when I mean gets himself some Louis, I mean get himself some Louis. I text Mongo in the chat. Mongo, you a motherfucking liar. I'm looking at Louis getting it from the back while getting sucked from the back. Your man is getting fucked from the back while getting sucked from the back while floating in midair. The old, the old sucking fuck. <laughs> the old sucking fuck. Right on prime time TV. Right. Mongo's like, yeah, fucking right. <laughs> I'm like, dude. I saw this my way. 
I'm sitting here looking at these two motherfuckers, butt but a ball naked, sucking and fucking. Louis getting sucked and fucked from the back. <laughs> like that, he's exaggerating. He's exaggerating again. No, no, you you weren't because I didn't watch it until like a few days later. And <laughs> randomly, <laughs> randomly in the chat, I see holy fucking shit, you weren't lying. <laughs> you weren't lying. <laughs> I said, I told you. I sat here and went, okay, they're not going to show. They're not going <gasps> to. They doing the forbidden they... dance. <laughs> <laughs> wasted no time. They did not. They wasted zero. The second her eyes closed, they were going. The second, they, uh, the second her eyes closed, they was bucking naked. <laughs> bucking <was> naked. <laughs> I was like, oh. From this point on, uh, Louis is under a stat spell. And uh, just like just like how Paul didn't like the man that uh, their sister was going to marry, Paul don't like Lestat. At all. At, Paul has moments of clarity for hate, folks. If y'all don't understand this, <laughs> if like, y'all don't say some, get this. He'll say stuff and you're like, all right, Paul, whatever, and then he'll just side, sideways out of the conversation, fuck you, and he'll go back to whatever he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> your man sat there, your man was sitting there at, because now at the time, now, now Louis was hanging out with Louis at their family dinner table, right? He hasn't he hasn't there. technically he hasn't technically turned Louis yet because no. Louis Louis goes to his sister's wedding, which we'll talk about. But you're right, Lestat is these two was fucking okay. These two is on munch and crunch time with each other. <laughs> I mean, like I said, clanging and fanging. That's what the... <laughs> Damn. They, that's that's like what these two... <laughs> right. <laughs> right. This one... Right. This one, you definitely... Definitely. Look, look. sometimes it's just so good. You Sometimes you think you're floating in there. I don't know. You know, maybe it's just... Uh, I mean, the, I, look, the man's been the man's been laying pipe for like thousands of years. I think it, he just knows what he's doing. I guess the experience. After the, after the first two hundred, you figure out how you can really stretch and get into the into the spots that you really need to. So, but right, you yeah, Louis, that you you definitely. Uh, oh, first of all, I never, I never, I never did it like no men's. And I'm sitting here kissing some menses, and now I'm butt naked floating. Oh, did you just bite me? <laughs> like, did you just bite me? Like, it's a little kinky, a little kinky. Mm -hmm. Like, oh my god! So, the stat is showing up at fucking dinners. Your man Paul out the blue was like, "And what is your relation to my brother again?" <laughs> Sometimes there's like a little bit of about it. 
Not Paul. <laughs> Paul. Like, Paul. Who the fuck are you? Who are you? Yo, I know, I know this whole table. This is my brother. <laughs> Who are you to anybody? It's like Jesus Christ, Paul. Do you remember? Do you remember? Remember the movie The Ringer with Johnny Knoxville when he lied? When the boyfriend lied and said they went to get ice cream, and the one dude was like, "When the fuck did we get ice cream?" That's Paul. <laughs> That's Paul. <laughs> Paul is awesome. La 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 la. I don't fucking like you. Okay. Yeah, it was the it was the 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 bleh, the bleh, 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 bleh. it was the blah 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 between it but 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 cheeks that's what happened he blah 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 damn these that's... French these French know what they're doing <laughs> <laughs> these French sure can roll their tongues blah 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 <laughs> so we get to the wedding and, and okay we well. And, and his brother on the roof. But before that, um, Paul pretty much lets us start having one last time. Like, I don't even know why you're here, blah, 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 because it's pretty much the after party now. And they're at the wedding, and they're sitting on the roof. A normal spot that they go to that you can tell when they're kids and stuff like that. They're sitting on the roof and they're talking. And Paul asked, he said, do you like him? He was like talking about the the, the sister's new husband. He, he asked Louis, do you like him? He was like, yeah, he's a good man. He's going to take care of him. He's a good man. Paul said, I guess he'll be all right. Paul gets up and oh, walks oh. off. It didn't just say, he didn't say I think of it. He it's like he like something in his brain clicked. He's like, you know what? He probably will love her. Maybe he does love her. Right. And I don't know if you're supposed to think something else is happening here, but he earlier on he does say that man is the devil. I heard mm-hmm. in my head. Yeah. Which so you're like, oh, Lestat got to Got to him. Mm-hmm. He got to him at the. He did get to him at that dinner table when Paul asked him who he was because Louis looked at him and said, "Not here, not with them." Not mm-hmm. He said, "Not here, not with them." So when Paul kind of like you said clicked and like, "Oh, it should be all right." He man gets up and walks off the fucking roof. Like Paul, Paul. Oh, <laughs> now, after the sucking fuck, I wasn't expecting them to show a falling brawl. I wasn't expecting them to show Paul on the ground after he done dude himself like you, off the roof. You okay? hear the thud. You hear the thud, and nine times out of ten, when you hear the thud, like they cut to the next thing. No, this man's skull was cracked wide the fuck open. <laughs> Yeah, 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 
This show holds nothing back. Not a what they do. Damn thing. The only thing they haven't showed is legit up close penetration. And I'm afraid we probably gonna get to that by season two. <laughs> <laughs> it would not um, surprise me. So the next thing they do is they do Paul's uh wake and funeral. Mm-hmm. Um and uh at this point Louis's mother blames him for Paul's death. Yeah. And you start to see a big divide in between them. And it gets worse because Lestat is trying to like come on to Louis during the walk to the well, grave. Right. And they are not too happy about Louis being in an open relationship with a man. No. They are very not happy with that. They are extremely uh, religious. And they are very not happy about that, especially mom. And like you said, she's saying you parading around town with him and stuff like that. And but, uh, Louis tells Daniel that I tried to grieve for my brother, but he would not let me. From the entire time he was trying to like get deal with this, the funeral from from the moment that he fell off that roof, mm-hmm. that funeral was that was in his head. Seducing him. Come to me, Louis. Like it was, he could not give him a second to mourn because, as we get into in a little bit, uh, Lestat and his humanity are completely broken. Like they're, he's broken off. Gone. So he looks at like death of a family member is nothing. Not a thing to worry about. It's like it's normal. Death, death is normal. Hell, I'm a killer. Why am I worried about death? Okay. Yeah, Lestat, Lestat got real clingy. He got real. <laughs> Lestat was on they, some. This is mine. Yo, listen. Lestat, fo- they, Lestat fell had... for the swirl, baby. Lestat <laughs> fell for the swirl, baby. What you expect, yeah, every, baby? Every show we watch together, <clears throat> the swirl brings it around. The swirl. Yo, listen. <laughs> U N I T Y. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> World is a melting pot, baby. Stat, no, that chocolate is good. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, it's powerful. It is. It's powerful. So, we got Louis at this point telling him, Louis telling Daniel Malloy that, you know, the stop won't let him mourn. So, what does he do? He goes to the stop. And what does Lestat do? Makes him a full-on finger banger. They bang. After this, he he runs away again. Which is where we see, like, the full uh, violence that you can get out of Lestat. Mm Mm-hmm. After that scene, he runs off. He's like, he goes to the church where Paul was trying to get him to go to before. He's banging on the door and it's pouring down rain. And he says, I've been seduced by the devil. So he gets into a confession box. And Lestat turns that motherfucking priest into a KFC snack box. He does. But before that, he's like, I, 
I'm a terrible man. I, I, I work with the whores. I've run all these deals. I've been doing these things, these families that I know are bad, but it, it helped my family oh, grow. And I knew what I was doing was wrong. And now I've been seduced by the devil. And he, <laughs> I, help me. And while he says, like, he's screaming at the top of his lungs. Boom. Box breaks open. Priest is pulled out. And like Kenny said. He got turned into KFC. <laughs> Pretty, he mean, was he is finger licking like, good. It is one second between boom and Louis walking out of that box, and that man is already torn to shreds. There's blood all over the chapel. Like it, it did not take long at all. And that shows you just how destructive the stat can be. We see another instance of how destructive the stat can be later on. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted a few hands. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, you're gonna, need, "You're gonna need to work here for a little bit." You just, go ahead, mm. uh, go ahead, go, go ahead, go. I'm gonna need you to clock on in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna need you to clock on in, right? Because you're on duty right now. Because uh, yeah, you're gonna have to live here. <laughs> <laughs> Let's stop. We got a cot in the back. Go ahead and bring your stuff. You know, right, ready. Right. I started trying to tell him like. This is what we are. This is who we are. And then another priest walks in and he tried to leave. He's like, like that gif of the baby that walks in. He's just like, <laughs> like, that's exactly what he did. He goes over to try to open the gates and you see Lestat walking slowly, but somehow catching up to him as he's like running away. Right, Jason Voorhees style, just slow walking. <laughs> right, just... he's, at, he's at the gates. He's trying to open the gates, and he'll stop. Looks back at Louis, rears back, and punches a hole through this man's facials. And I'm thinking, oh, they're not going to show that. Ha! <laughs> that was so sure wrong, not. Kenny. Kenny has been wrong on every level so far since watching this show and what AMC only, will allow. <laughs> not only did they show you what happened, they showed you what was missing after the fact because he they pulls his arm out. He pulls his arm out and there's a hole this fucking big in this man's skull face that you can see directly through. It reminded me there was this real... Uh, in like the Texas Chainsaw remake they did in like 2004 uh, there's a scene uh, where they pick up this hitchhiker who was apparently like a victim of, of, of Leatherface's family and uh, they can't deal with what they went through so they shoot themselves and the camera is panning in on the driver's face and then it pans outward and it's showing all the reactions of the people in the car and the further it gets out, the more you realize it's panning through the hole in oh, this person's head. Hey, yeah. <laughs> and, like, that movie's not great, but that scene is one of the greatest, like, effects I've ever seen. And I saw I that. I this like, punch. I love, yeah, that punch. <laughs> like, I, like that. Yeah, that's about what I was expecting. Yeah, all right, cool. Yeah, okay. Uh, th yeah. I, I always knew vampires were strong. I would expect this to happen most of the time they punch people. But for some reason, it never did. Okay, this man has a hole in his head. Uh, all right. <laughs> now, where is it? Where is my damn vampire Brooklyn remake? Damn it. 
Where, <laughs> where is that one at? Where's that Eddie Murphy vampire? This ain't it. This ain't it. So <clears throat> Louis is now fully under control of the stat. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so <clears throat> he's spending more and more time. That's pretty much the that's pretty much episode one, folks. We 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 through too took too long to get through episode one, so we're gonna skim through the rest of these episodes really, yeah, really we're good. Breeze, we're gonna breeze through two and three, especially because uh, most of it is just <sighs> Jesus Christ. Oh my god. <laughs> oh shit. Okay. Anyway, the next two episodes are um it's it's all good, but it's mostly just like uh, Louis learning how to be a vampire and uh Except sure. what he is, because after and the Lord's right, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, yeah. I think he also finishes turning him into a vampire, and I don't think they show. Yeah, him, but I think they also end up fucking again in the church. They they fuck again in the church, and then he finished turning him like in into a vampire in the cemetery. Remember, it was in the cemetery, yeah, and that's, right. and that's he, when Louis was like, he can taste life. <laughs> he tried to go. He tried to go for the blood, and Lestat said, "No, no, 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 no. You don't go for the blood of the dead. We only get on the blood of the living." Which is a thing for Louis. But it's it's also a thing where this is a classic horror thing that people don't really understand. The difference between zombies and ghouls are zombies eat the flesh of like a living victim. Ghouls eat the dead. Same for vampires. Vampires go after the blood of the living. But if they start going after like dead or um, expired blood, it they become turns tainted. Into more of a ghoul. Yeah. Yeah. So like that. That's I like that they they should point that out because that's very it gets forgotten a lot in a lot of media. But that's a very important rule. Right. You don't drink from the dead. You you drain them to the point of them about to die, and then you just kill them off. <clears throat> you know, usually snap their neck or whatever the case may be. You know, so during pretty much episodes two and three, you see the eternal, you see the internal struggle of Louis being a vampire and wanting to hold on to being a human. Nah. They're not supposed to. Uh, I think uh, recent past like 10, 15 years of media, they just have them eat whatever they find. But they're not supposed to. That's, right. That's usually most other things. Yeah. Usually most zombie people are eating people and you hear the, the victim screaming as they get nibbled on. Ah! Like once, <laughs> once they're dead, they they, they stop and they, and go they, look for something else. Left. Mm-hmm. If there's not that thing left over, they turn to a zombie as well. But that's they right. don't snack on the dead things because they'd just be eating each other at that point. <laughs> right. They, so um Episode, episodes two and three focus a lot on Louis wanting to remain human, and you also see the distance that has grown between Louis and his family. The the mother, like we said, straight up and down blames him for Paul's death. She doesn't like that he's in an open homosexual relationship. She plain and simple says she doesn't like Mr. Lion Cub. <laughs> She doesn't. She doesn't like him at all. Okay, Louis the Paul hate has definitely transferred. 
Paul's soul has gone into his mother. And Louis also scares his sister because, and he tells this to, to, to Daniel in present time, this is when he started to not be okay with eating human living people. He almost he ate his holding one of his, his niece, 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 uh, hold one of his nieces. Uh, they just gave birth to twins, right? Um, hold one of the nieces. And while his sister walks away, he, he the urge to feed is destroying him <laughs> pretty and much. Next, and then for like 10 minutes, Daniel's like, Louie, what happened to the baby? Louie. Did you eat the baby? Louis kept going like, with the story. Louis kept going on with the story for the long, <clears throat> for the longest. Oh, it was his nephew. Okay. Louis kept going on with Louis kept going on with the story for the longest, and then finally Daniel Malloy asked him, "Louis, did you eat the baby?" And he and says do no. He says he didn't. But later on, we see that uh, sometimes Louis changes the way things are done or he'll like because the moment we're like was it raining that night and no no it wasn't raining wait yes it was no you know it's louisiana so like you see the scenes in the past change mm -hmm. when he stumbles on himself so i don't i don't know if he didn't eat the baby it, he might have really well they they showed that the baby was on the floor by itself yeah, but again, this is it's an unreliable narrator because as far as is that baby alive, the only, he, there's no like records that we've seen of that member of his family making it to anything. No, All didn't we see? No, we saw the twins later on. We saw them in the flashbacks, but we don't see like written record of any of this. Is my thing. So he could have lied and said that he did it, but he might have. I I don't think he did because I think that's when it became the turning point of him deciding and in louis mind he was like you know what i'm gonna feed on animals louis eating everything from rats cats fish dogs mogs hog mogs chitlins he's eating every part of the he's, he's eating every animal to avoid eating humans and the stat is pretty much fucking with him like well, that's even trying he's like what about these people that that deserve to die right he's uh, like what do we become like, like vigilantes yeah, criminals walking the streets, and he said, "This person steals from his mother." And Louis goes, "That's not enough to warrant death." And yes. says, "Yeah, but it, what if it starts out as stealing from his mother, and it goes to stealing from banks, robbing people on the streets? Maybe it ends up getting the murder, which is a very, a very important, like philosophical and moral question of at what point, what what crime, you know, leads to." What can you kind of let somebody get away with? I'm glad you brought humanity. that up, Knox. I'm glad you brought that up, Knox. And thank you for joining us and being interactive with us, Knox. Uh, that is something I do want to bring up. Because even though they are in an open relationship, Louis still has to play a certain role when they are out in public. He has to play Lestat's servant, like his butler. So when they go to the opera, he waits until Lestat sits. He, what you call it? He waits until the lights go down. 
and he stands behind the spot <clears throat> just the same way a servant went until the lights go down and then he joins him just to not draw attention to whatever they're doing yeah it's it's uh yeah there's a point where he, he does he go he, he does kill i think it's like the captain of the of the police force louis does mm -hmm. drinks his blood and then lestat goes into um, for going after someone is going to be noticed like this person's right listening and it's going to draw attention and uh louis brings up the idea that even with this freeing power that he has he still feels like a slave to slave. Right. and i'll stop brushes it off like oh you're just being this is a human thing that you're thinking you need to like but it, it's another moral thing that louis having to deal with mm -hmm. at the end of the day louis is dealing with a lot of human emotions he is still human on every single level which is you know i'm glad then you brought up that he sarcastic said white teacher black student but not equal that, listen Daniel is getting in his ass yeah daniel's pointing out a lot of stuff and he keeps well, there's a point later on where uh he says it's interesting because I've, I've read all the stuff about um toxic relationships and it's it's like you're still in love with this tormentor that you had all those years ago. Mm -hmm. and louis like instead of accepting what he was just said he takes a book that daniel wrote and gets to a, a, a passage about his ex-wife <laughs> to just kind of throw it back in his face mm -hmm. which is you know Kind of, I mean, it shows a lot about Louis, really. The the person that Lestat <clears throat> the person that Lestat gets mad at Louis for killing is the politician who was busting the head. That's who Lestat gets mad at Louis for killing. And this is this is after they start kind of breaking down uh, Louis's business, right? This is a right. What happened was they put in. Louis started making fucking money. Opened up his own. Opened up his own some um whorehouse with the works. With everybody money because back then it was still you know segregation. Only blacks, only whites, blah blah blah. Louis was pulling in everybody. No, definitely couldn't. They could not let her brother get it. They was mad he had the best property. They was mad he was getting all the customers, and he was especially getting the um, military customers. And the reason I bring this up, that he was especially getting the military customers, is because there was a particular <clears throat> military gentleman who was looking for Louis. And they find each other. And they're sitting there talking. And as they're sitting there talking, you think, okay, they're old childhood friends. It's not a problem. You know what I mean? Yeah, Louis don't, I mean, I'd have killed him. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, that was, I'd have killed yeah, him. That, that's what it was. And that was, mm -hmm. that's right. Because he, he was starting to, 
also like read minds and he's already dealing with stuff of like i'm having to put up with things that i don't want to but now he's got the power to to you know shut people up and don't use that word i mean mm-hmm. i mean i'd have killed him yeah that's because yeah. uh, he had a, a no whites allowed sign and then mm-hmm. the, the police start breaking windows and all that yes. shit. They start breaking windows and start burning shit down and things of that nature. So, but the army gentleman that Louis Louis is talking to, I'm thinking like their childhood best friends, and they drive off to the bayou, and I'm thinking, oh, it's like a childhood spot where they used to go and stuff like that, where they maybe a clubhouse for them to sit there. Well, it is a childhood spot. That's where they used to drive on to, so they can get their. <laughs> So they can get the uh, 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 munching crunch on back then. Come to yeah, find out, Louis was had, always had always been gay, right? Always been gay, and he had this secret relationship with this guy. And it, 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 I don't know if gay is the right word, but but I mean, he still, I guess he still it, had things for Lily bisexual, bisexual. He said, but later on, he says that when. Somebody asks him, has he always liked men? He said, no. I mean, yeah, I used to pretend that I liked women as much as I could. Mm, yeah, good point. So, Louis, we found out Louis pretty much always been gay. Right, it's a swamp. You got to get them skeety bites on your ass. You ain't really do it yeah. if you ain't get some skeety bites. If you, if you got a little <laughs> mud in your ass crack when you're done, did you really have, you know, was it really, you, you, was really good? Was it really butt fucking <laughs> if you don't have some mud in between the crack? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's wild on every level. But, <laughs> but uh, so got, the set spies on them doing that. Right. Now, the stat at in the meantime can pretty much do what he wants. But he is very much jealous anytime Louis shows the slightest interest in anything and Louis actually fucked this dude. So the stat is hot. Boy, the stat is hot. So what does the stat do? The stat onga bungs him. <laughs> the stat sucks and fucks. Mm-hmm. That's what the stat does, baby. We gonna suck. His name is Buck. He drives a truck and he's here to fuck. That's the stat's motto. Uh, okay. Uh, but I'm, so uh, let's cut to the uh, to the to the point where Louis finally goes off the rails. And let's, he, let's, let's get to him, and he goes after the alderman. He gets to the alderman because they have shut down every single one of his businesses. And he once he put for colors only on his businesses, they were pretty much shutting Louis down. They knew that he was going to lose business. He, he wasn't going to make as many people come in and stuff like that. So he gets to the alderman's house and full on for vampire mode. And the alderman is... Alderman is talking that high shit. Uh, you yes. know, you don't know. You know, it's just, it's not personal, Louis. It's just business. And all that shit. 
And uh, as he's trying to, to weasel his way out of it, Louis just says, why is your heart beating so fast? Which, as you know, anyone knows, that like means that they're nervous and they're lying. Uh, and <laughs> uh, at that point, he says, you know, I, I, you're, you're thinking about your family and why that you're happy that, that, that they're not here, that you sent them away. And that's You're right. It's good that they're not here. He goes over to his desk, grabs a gun. And he shoots Louie. <laughs> and Louie says, it's okay. I'll let you reload. reload. Which it's... is so cold-blooded. Right, because he, he, he let him fuck. He let him the whole, the whole six the rounds. Whole... There's mm-hmm. the whole six rounds in Louie. Hot, 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 He just looks down. Like, no, it's okay. Let's reload. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just oh my god! Like I when I heard that, I I sent Kenny a message saying that is the coldest fucking line I've ever heard <laughs> in so long because it's that it's like his face of just like that didn't do shit to me. And then the next thing you know, he walks up, the alderman's hand is gone, and then we see what's left over of of him on a fence. Yeah, it says for whites only. Mm -hmm. And because of that, this motherfucking town gets burned. They fuck down. Mm -hmm. Every business on that strip. Back to the ground. Back to the ground. Back to the ground. All right. And Louis decides uh, to, to have a little hero moment. So to say, because he he hears uh, a cry, a cry in, in the fire. Now in the book, this is when in the see in the book, this is when Louis at his desperation point, mm. and in the book and <laughs> you know his heart and 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 then left half of him hanging on the fucking fence, fence. right? Like God damn. So, the, oh yeah. Like you said, it's okay for me to do something. And like I heard you dancing in his heart. Like, come on, don't be, don't be, don't be like that, boy. Right? Don't be like. You know how like most people, like anytime like people are like, I want to have like an open relationship. There's always one of them that's like, yeah, open relationship. Yeah, that's fine. Mm-hmm. They really fucking hate it. Right. That's, that's what it is. <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> that's, that's what. It is. That's exactly what it is. So, Louis hears this cry, and he rescues this little girl. The little girl's name is Claudia, and in the movie, this would be Kirsten Kirsten Dunst's character. Now, like I was saying, in the movie and in the book, this is when Louis is at his desperation point, kind of. He finally, in the movie, he finally succumbs to his thirst and drinks Kirsten Dunst, all right? He pretty much just about drains it. But here, they switched it up. He didn't do it. 
the stock did it. And that plays a factor because due to the fact of the stock being the being Claudia and Louis maker, he can no longer get thoughts, but they can communicate to each other telepathically. So he brings her to the spot. He's like, come on, change her, please help her. She's pretty much burnt, almost burnt to a crystal. Stop is like, what do you want me to do with her? Like, where am I supposed to bite? She's burnt everywhere. Where am I supposed to bite? All right. So <clears throat> she, um, he finally begs Lestat and begs Lestat, and he's like pretty much crying. And Lestat finally changes her. And what they don't realize is they have created a little killing machine. Claudia in the movie, in the book, is she loves her daddy Lou and Uncle, Uncle Les. <laughs> daddy Lou and Uncle Les. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it's it is interesting. Uh, right. I, I I have I really have liked the changes they've made for this show. Um, yeah, it's they've been slight changes, and it, the thing about it is those slight changes have worked to the advantage of because you you just like we were talking about with um. House of the Dragons, how it was a book, you can have things you can, you know, you have your premise on what you can do. And this is a good example. They have their premise on what they can show, on what they want to do, and they're making little tweaks and changes to fix, like, you, they're showing what you should do. Now, the, if end, they, the end game and major plot points are going to be the same. It's just how you get there that might be a little, and that, I think that's how you're supposed to do it. Right. I think you're supposed to do it. So we get to the point where they have made Claudia. Yeah. Highly recommend. Highly do. Especially for you. You would right. you would love this shit. You're, you're definitely free. would. You're free. Yeah. You really get into this. You would you would love it. You would love it. So they make Claudia and in Louis' mind, pretty much he made himself a daughter. You know, they give her everything that she wants. She sleeps with Louis in his coffin. You know, so. <clears throat> and the, the the whole fourth episode is Daniel reading the diary of Claudia. Oh, Claudia. Daniel is now reading the diaries of Claudia. And before she started calling them Daddy Lou and Uncle Les, there was the white angel and the black angel. She said, and then I realized they weren't no angels. They weren't no men. These were the devils. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, because she's so young, she has a lot more energy. <laughs> yes. 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 Uh, is it's and it's such a, a, a thing that happens, especially the past like decade where they do it just for the sake of it and it feels very why angel bit me <laughs> right they they do it where it's like it's just for a little bit of pandering and just to like it doesn't feel like they kind of thought about it but here i 
it, it does weave together pretty much perfectly. It, they, yeah. they did a very good job of slightly adjusting everything that needed to be adjusted. But everything still feels like every character still feels like they should. Mm-hmm. And they may quote you, and she immediately has a thirst for it. Oh, it does not immediately, take her long. Immediately her has a thirst for it. And they take her out, and they try to get her to eat someone, because they see like someone who's pretty much worth it. And she's like, mm-mm. Your girl gets a whiff of something. She's gone. <laughs> and I, I love that because you just hear Lestat and Louis go, Claudia, get back, you young lady. And, the then, and Lestat is fed the fuck up. Lestat, <laughs> Lestat is so, so far tired. removed from being a human. He is fed the fuck up with this little girl and her questions, this little girl and her actions. He is fed the fuck up already. Not realizing, like, this is what happens when you have, and he's like, yo, you have a teenager. What the fuck do you expect? What the fuck do you expect? Because, like, how much they can hear. He is hearing her writing in her journal while they're trying to sleep. And it's driving him nuts. Uh, uh, It's so good. It's just the way that they both interact with Claudia is so great. It's but anyway, she goes off and she goes for her first kill, which is a cop. Um, and she, I mean, drains this dude dry, bone dry. And Lestat and Lou have to catch up to him to take care of the body. Uh, they get back to they get back to their estate, and they're trying. Lou is trying to tell her. You have to be careful with who you pick. Uh, that it's it's dangerous to just go after whoever you want, uh, and a lot of other things that kind of go just in one ear and out of the other. She's not really paying attention. She's still hungry, and she's telling them, "I'm so hungry. I just let me eat a little bit more." And Lestat is trying to get through to her uh, that. You can't take more than so much. You don't need to overfill yourself. And as he's saying that, she's already moved on to her next victim, someone on the streets playing, <laughs> playing music because they're in fucking, I think they're in New Orleans. So they're like someone's playing uh, jazz music on the street. And you hear it, like, and all of a sudden, it, the instrument hits the ground and she is just diving into this guy's throat. The bloodthirst is there. It, she uh, she started. I think Louis wanted her to be more like him, but she has taken after her creator more than than Louis did. The sedation, yeah. <laughs> Which, to be fair, she did. Uh, but you know, so she gets no kill, and. The, the rest of this episode is is Claudia just trying to adjust and, and listen and learn from them. And she, she begins to get closer to Lestat because Lestat's teaching her how to hunt, essentially. Um, and then we get to a point where uh, Louis gets a phone call. And 
Daniel's reading the diary at this point, and Claudia is talking about how this is this is these are the good times, these are the best times she's ever had. Uh, we'll get to the point where uh, they're watching movies that are now being made, and they watch Nosferatu, uh, and they think it's hilarious because it's such a poor representation of vampires. Uh, we see Lestat uh, walking around uh, their residence, you know, like. Uh, uh, like Nosferatu, and they're just laughing, having a great time. And then he gets the phone call, and in the diary, she says, That phone call was when the good times ended. Uh, Louis's mother has passed away. Uh, and they go to, to visit her, they go to visit the family. And Louis's sister and her husband now ask, you know, about what's going on. Oh, now he has a daughter. Oh, now now you now you've got a kid. You and you and that that man have a child together. <coughs> Louis explains that she was adopted uh, after the fires. Uh, they're just trying to give her a place to call home, and that's when uh, it's brought up that. I don't, I don't know if he has full ownership of the house or it's something they're trying to get from him, but the, the, his sister and her husband want the property that belonged to their mother and offer to, to buy it. They can't buy it fully outright, but they will pay in increments and in like monthly monthly payouts uh which louis just flat out denies it's like i watch a sitcom on the vampire that it they were i i i really i really loved that interaction with guy it was real it only lasted a few minutes um but it was it was it brought a little humanity to them uh to lestat especially uh as louis white daddy <laughs> and so now we see that you know a, more of a wedge and divide at this point louis is pretty much done with his family um that was more so the case before this there's a moment before this um a few years before where he tried to come visit his his um, his sister and her kids and his mother refused to let him in and he busted the door down without even trying, just like pushed it and just shot through the, the hallway, almost hit his sister and he was told to leave. No, he was um, told to get the hell out. Told to get the hell out. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So get this divide has been getting bigger and bigger since then and at this point it's just done. Um, so after the funeral, we get more Claudia's story where she's saying that she's she's kind of smitten. She's bit by the love bug of this mm-hmm. uh, this like carriage driver. Uh, Charles. Charles, yeah. And they end up uh, going on a date. What happened was the way she the way she meets Charles is she Claudia has pretty much a revelation of the fact that she's not getting older. She, as far as the way she looks, 
she it's her actually her 19th if she's 19 but she has like she's like i'm 19 and i'm not you know right so claudia decides she's gonna dress like a 19 year old dress like an older woman so she has on her fancy duds and you know she's walking through the walking through the street at night and she can overhear the the white women saying look who played dress up in her mama's closet mm-hmm. so she's getting angry pretty much getting ready right <laughs> she's getting angry pretty much getting ready to eat them and a horse scares her and as she's sitting there as she she turns her head to, and she's getting her composure because they tell her you know don't eat nobody <laughs> they, they pretty much gave her the warning about eating random people just because. So they, you know, they like, don't eat nobody. She gets herself under composure and she turns around and she sees Charles. And he's like, I don't know what schnitz or whatever the hell the horse name is or whatever. And she pretty much falls in love at first sight. Like, she, she, she wants him. And he pretty much. He courts her very over a course of time. He, he's courting her. He she comes outside every night at nine fifteen just to see him driving by because the person that he works for lives along that way. So he has to drive that route. So she comes outside and stands on her balcony every day at nine fifteen to see him driving by. Please look and up. Please look up. If he looks up, he likes me. If he doesn't. She pretty much is saying in her head, if he looks up, he likes me. If he don't, I'm going to eat him. That's pretty much what she's saying. How does he look up? He leaves uh, flowers flowers by her house. Flowers with a little note. And there's this little scene that I like where she's running down the stairs and Louie's like, hey, young lady, no running in the house. I don't don't know why. I just thought it was nice. (laughs) Louie and Lestat are just like by the fire reading, drinking some wine. (laughs) she i don't um i stepped away for a second so i don't know if you had the chance to mention it on how she um says uncle lou and daddy uh, um, daddy lou and uncle lou, that funny way of showing their feelings for each other no we didn't, we didn't get to that no oh when they when they get that, in the coffin right they forget she they they try to be like okay Marco, this is something you don't understand. Hold on. Oh, no, Marco, dude, this is something you don't understand. When you have kids, as a parent, you have to master something called ninja sex. Okay? It's the art of getting some without a bed movement, a sound, or your clothes moving. Okay? (laughs) It has to be precise, quick, and to the point. Because when you have young kids under teenage ages they like to come in your room all times at all times all right so you have to master so being a vampire should be should be dope for this type of situation you know you figure you got two vampires they can be silent stealthy they forget she's a vampire so she hand all let's go down and she like oh my god <laughs> Like, oh my god. 
They didn't. Like, it, was, it was the second she got the her second call. they told the second they told her is night night time. Your man hit him with the pss, pss. bring out of his here, boy. She pops, <laughs> pops, that, she pops that lid up just enough to see, and you just see them like tiptoe through the window <laughs> in the open. <laughs> they even look over at her coffin to make sure it's closed. They must not have fucking paid attention at all. <laughs> not even. Not even. <clears throat> and like. Come on, these motherfuckers is vampires. You know that shit is animalistic. Oh my god. Motherfuckers oh in there. Motherfuckers in there. <laughs> so she can hear all this as she's writing in her book. Oh my god, dad. Daddy Lou and Uncle Les sure do have a funny way of showing. And when she first initially said it, she's riding in the back of the car and she, what you call it? She sees Lestat caressing Louis' shoulder. Listen, after that night, she knew two things. One, Charles was feeling her, and two, Uncle Les was feeling daddy. <laughs> okay. That's what so she the, knew. The, the way they got her coffin was great. They showed they showed him going to a uh, place uh, to get the coffin. They they show her go they 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 go into the, the to the mortuary to go coffin. Louis like, you know, she's yeah. she's terminal. So we just trying to make, you know, we just trying to make the best of her days. And she's in the pink casket. This one is perfect. It's so it. soft. <laughs> and the dude is like, what the hell? What she mean? She's like, this one, I love it. Can I have it, please, please? My man is sitting there like, all right, I, I think y'all should. And and as soon as he gave the look, the mm -hmm. stock gave him that, oh, you, you want to be nosy look? Okay, I got something for nosy people. Louis looked like, God damn it, he about to turn, he about to eat his ass. All <laughs> right. Close the shade. Not even angry about it, just like, God damn it. Yeah. God damn it. Now, one of the big things that I mentioned was the fact that they don't have that Louis and Claudia have a special connection because Lestat made them. They can talk to each other, um, you know, telep um, telepathically. Yeah, telepathically. Thank you. Telepathically. So, Claudia has a lot of questions and she. And she asks them of Louis because they can speak. So that's how they get to become. That's more of a father-daughter bond that they have together. Like they can speak to each other without the thought knowing what's going on. And he gets pissed about it. Right. And the day that Claudia finds out what the incinerator is and what it is for is the day that her heart is broken. <laughs> Pretty much. Now we mentioned that Claudia fell in love and stuff like that. And how she was on a date with Charles. And remember, she's a vampire. She doesn't eat human food. Takes her on a little sweet date, takes her to a you know ice cream shop. Sitting there. And he's like, What's the matter? You don't like it? She plays it off. No, I just want to save her every moment of it. Oh, pretty cool or whatever. 
Right. It's a good line considering what's going on. You know, she just wants to savor every moment of it. So they get back to the little stables and things are getting hot and heavy. Koya doesn't think about part of the lifestyle. She just wanna get to the fuck part of the lifestyle. <laughs> Claudia's getting her little, her little fuck on. Oh, you don't. Things let loose. Bang, 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 bang. Mm-hmm. Let. It was clanging. And then she started fanging. Fanging. And unfortunately, she did not leave enough because she tried to bring him to Lestat. But Lestat said, What the hell am I supposed to do? You drained him dry. Like, not, not, like there was nothing. Nothing left. And Lestat, because again, Lestat's pretty cold to the whole death of human. I mean, you know, he they're beneath him. They're like a, they're like a subspecies. He doesn't care. So she's crying about this. And he says, what am I supposed to do? And he lifts up an arm and lets it go. Right. Drops. Like, it's dead. Right. It's and dead. then and then she finds out what that black thing is for in the back because it's the first time she has to burn the body. On her own, and that is fucked. That she has to burn the body of her first, her first crush, her mm-hmm. first crush, her first. She has to burn it, and Lestat doesn't give two shits about it. And she goes to turn away, and he goes, "No, no, 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 no. You did this. this. You did this. She, you gonna he watch opens this?" Her shit. eyes like that dude from uh, the Bird Box. You're like, "You're gonna see." <laughs> You gotta see. <laughs> Do you see? No. No. And, and, and I mean, again, like we were saying before, they show the violence. They showed this man's skin melting off of his face, the jaw popping off as he slowly is just turning to ash and dust. And I'm sitting there like, well, Mongo, you have got me watching a show that has a lot going on. <laughs> And I am all for it. Uh, Louis back in the present time talking to Daniel. And he's just, yeah, that. She was never the same after that. <laughs> no shit. Who did? Yeah. <laughs> Who fucking would be? And <clears throat> Daniel calls Claudia a band aid, a, a, a kid band aid for a broken marriage. Mm-hmm. Louis at first takes offense to it and then goes, that's kind of what she was. <laughs> I do, I do like the relationship that they're showing in the show between Daniel and Louie, where Daniel is giving him the cold, hard reality of, of his life. Right. You know, Louie tried to not oh. really dig into that much, even as it was going on. And part of the reason that Daniel is doing this is, I don't know if we brought this up, Parkinson's. Yeah, Daniel's... And his days are pretty much numbered. He's has Parkinson's, and yeah, because he transfusions also, because <laughs> he was trying to skip out, and I guess early and go do a transfusion, and they told him, "Oh no, no, no! You'll have your transfusion done here. We we we've spoken to your doctor. He's already given the okie dokie. You all right? You ain't got to leave because." I think Daniel knows at some point it's looking like he's being, and he said it too. 
He said, all these meals, what are you, butter, fattening me up before the kill? Fattening me up. Mm-hmm. He's eating the best meals. He's getting the best doctor's treatment, getting the best blood for his transfusions. Best drinks, best, best sleep he's ever had in a long time. Like, it's really, they're fattening up the pig. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we'll see what we'll see what happens with those two at the end of the season, I guess. Um, or how long this goes. Because again, you know, this Every of the Vampire is the first of many, many books. I think it's like it's over 10 books of the Vampire right. Chronicles. Um, so I'm curious to see how far we get into this. But um man, what a what a first four episodes of this show. Uh, uh <laughs> no. Holy shit. Uh, and it came around at the perfect time because, you know, House of Dragons is over. I needed something else to watch. I've been watching the Chucky series, which is great for different reasons. Uh, I don't really care about Chucky that much, but the this TV show is great. I got to I gotta watch it. I never, I didn't get into it yet. It's The reason I got into it is because I started watching this YouTube channel called Dead Meat. Let's uh, see, between two men. And I was like, yeah, it's, that's a good line. Yeah. It's a good line. Um, they told you low key wanted details. Oh, she did. <laughs> yeah, she's <laughs> like, I know where it goes on a man and a woman. Where's it going on a man and a man, homie? Let me know that. You're gonna figure, figure this out. <laughs> <laughs> it's too close. Oh, the birthday without party a socket. Scene is so, it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> Dead bodies. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, dude, that like, 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 like you were saying, like them. <laughs> when they're together at the house, it's like a little sitcom, uh, and it's really interesting to see them rat together. Uh, yeah, Chucky's great. Uh, Kenny, I think you might get a kick out of Chucky. Um, I, I didn't love the movies when I was growing up, but I have like a new appreciation of it just because of what they did with how much work went in making that fucking doll work in all those movies. Because it was like a real robotic thing. And then yeah. um, the director... Uh, Don Mancini is he he has a lot of interesting ideas. If, uh, it, I think if you watch the show, you can watch show that and watch the movies. I think you'd be okay. Here's the thing: it was <laughs> it was a real robotic thing. As far we had an actual little person playing for for, for parts of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. we had an actual little person playing Chucky for certain parts of it, like the running scenes and stuff when like he's that. Running up but, the stairs, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And see, but I was also around when Chucky first came out, and I had a My Buddy doll in my house, which looks like, you know, a a good Mm -hmm. guy doll. My mom threw that shit away. (laughs) (laughs) Threw it away. So, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. It's it's a really good uh, horror comedy show. Um, if you like, like I, I gave it a shot last year when I was in the hospital. Uh, cause, you know, you're just you're much on. You're watching USA Network, and that's when the show started popping off. And I, again, I didn't really care about Chuck at first. I watched it like, damn, this is actually pretty interesting. Uh, okay. and, it, and it dives into uh, the this this kid who's 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 gay, and his father's not accepting of it. Uh, yeah, Don Mancini loves that series to death. Uh, some movies weren't 
fantastic. Some ideas weren't great, but he has stuck with it through and through. He uses the same actors. He uses the same people for like stunt coordination for the lights. Like he has his crew that all just love this shit to death. So it's, 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 it's a, it's a, what is it called? It's something of love, um, a work of love or something like that. But they, they all just care so much about it that you, you kind of, ha- you, you get invested just to see if them succeed. Is my opinion. Okay. I'll give it a, I'll I'll give it, I'll give it's, it a shot. It's on, it's on Peacock if you want to watch it. Oh, it's good. <laughs> Definitely give it a shot. But all right. So uh, going forward, we're going to be doing an uh, interview with a vampire. Saturday. Uh, Saturdays. Uh, do you want to do 11 o'clock or 12? Um, let's do the um, slot that we had. Okay, so we'll be doing it around 11 o'clock uh, Eastern ish. time. 11 ish. o'clock ish. Uh, we're ish. trying to, uh, this is not going to be as long as these episodes usually go. We're going to make them under an hour because we don't want it to go longer than the actual episode goes. Right. Um, but we, this is just us catching up. We'll be doing that. And then once this is over, we'll, you know, we'll cover more things. Um, if y'all have anything y'all want us to talk about, please let us know. Let's know. You know, we'll, we'd love to get into different things. Um, once this only has what four episodes left, I so believe so. We're gonna need something in about a month. So, uh, if y'all have any ideas, uh, let us know. And again, uh, if you haven't yet, you can follow us. Follow us here. at facebook.com slash under the ring pod, and you can also follow us at Twitch dot tv slash under the ring pod you can also follow us on our personal twitter pages you have the man behind the boards you have greg bush sk and you have myself rock ribs 44 we also have the rest of the utr podcast members we have mr Freshbeard. <clears throat> we also have the right answer and we also have moriel mariente that is your UTR podcast family. And we usually have a guest speaker of our boy, Justin, come out there, Justin D. Baxley. This is your UTR podcast family. So anytime you see any of those handles, you know you know who you're looking at. Once again, we're going to be doing this on Saturdays. Today we had to catch up, you know, so Sundays, I know Saturdays before college game day, we have we have a pretty good you know group of people going today was a great group of people we appreciate everyone that joined us on this first episode <laughs> utr presents bad blood and we will be seeing you next week thank you very much you have a great week happy halloween